Hi, I'm Tilly. I'm a dog behaviourist down in the southeast of England, and my company is called Fawn Dog One to One Dog Training. So, I'm following on my series about rescue dogs. In my last podcast, I talked about um, finding a centre or finding a particular rehoming place where you're going to find your dog basically and this one I want to talk about choosing your rescue dog okay so how to choose it and then following on from this we're going to talk about bringing them home and things like that and getting them settled but today I just want to talk about how to choose your dog you know you've chosen your rescue you've jumped through the hoops blah 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 now you get to meet the dogs some rescues are brilliant in that they actually only bring you out dogs they think are suitable for your lifestyle and this is really the key thing that you need to think about you need to think not what can the dog offer me you need to think what can i offer the dog and these are things like in terms of time at home things like exercise training enrichment you know does this breed is this a lazy breed like a greyhound or is this going to need you know a, a bit more field work and training like a patterdale for instance so you've got to look at that and uh, I did meet a rescue centre once and that is what they did. They kind of looked at how much exercise people would be able to give the dog um, and, and what their energy was like. And then they would only bring out dogs to them rather than let them, you know, the owners choose the dog just based on looks, which is a fantastic idea, really. They, they should all do that. But you've, you've definitely got to look at this yourself, even if the rescue centre doesn't. You want to you wanna kind of go you know go and, and look at your dogs don't judge them kind of too much by by barking and things like that because you, you've got to understand that most rescue centers and i don't want to say this is a you know like a bad thing because rescue centers are brilliant and we'd be nowhere without them but most rescue centers are kind of like a prisony situation if you think about it it's kind of like it's kind of like a semi-outdoor situation. There's not much niceties. It's rather cold. And every so often, all the inmates start shouting and screaming at each other. Yeah, it's highly stressful. So don't judge them too much if they're barking like crazy in their little box. Yeah, that's not... This is like their highly stressful environment. Kind of wait until they've they've got them away. They usually take you in a room or they let you have a walk with the dog and things like that. And then you can see their kind of true nature, you know. Are they pulling? Are they giving you good eye contact? Eye contact is something that is really useful to look for because it means the dog wants to work with you. It's seeking out that connection. If they don't give you eye contact, it can either be like they're very, very nervous and they're just kind of pretending you don't exist really, like dissociating. Um, or it could be that they're so kind of field driven that they're becoming manic um, and that's qu quite difficult to work with. You know, you've got to kind of put in more work if it gives you less eye contact because you need to get that connection. You want to get the relationship going. So that is definitely one thing I'd look for. Again, definitely exercise. Exercise is a big thing. If you, you know, if you can't really be bothered to, to do several hours walking a day, then you've got to look at what breed suits you. Do you just want to kind of poodle up and down the streets with, with something, you know, like fairly old that's kind of been there, done that and just wants a quiet life? Or, you know, do you do bike rides? Do you all the family go on bike rides and hikes? In, in which case you want a more active breed and a, and a younger dog. That's great because not everybody can offer active dogs um, a home because they just need so much more time. Um, so you've, you've got to look at that yourself and, and ask them. Try and get a gauge of what breed it is or mix it is as well. And, and the age will tell you a lot about its energy requirements. Um, but you definitely want to get that matched up too.
and then you've got the personality of the dog so a lot of i mean people kind of associate and, and and kind of warm towards different personalities so i i quite like kind of shyer shyer animals and things like that but um that does come with its own sets of problems really kind of not so much quieter animals and it, and it is animals as a whole because um i used to be into horses um and, and work with them but kind of going for going for kind of nervy horses isn't a good thing when you're on the back of them you suddenly realize actually having a confident horse is, is much better and it's the same with dogs if you go for a kind of more nervous timid breed or, or one that's kind of hiding and shying away it's gonna probably go through its whole life like this with anything new and you've really got to bolster its confidence with everything yeah so it might do this with other dogs it might do this with other people and and things like that anything new coming into the house so how shy it is when you meet it is really going to determine what kind of life you're going to have with your dog and things like that there's nothing wrong with shy dogs nothing wrong with sensitive dogs are absolutely fantastic um to work with um and and flicker is extremely shy and, and sky's sky's just reserved she's not shy she's just quiet um but it's nice it's very endearing i like it because it's endearing you know i don't really like the kind of pushy shovey characters so much um but like i said it, it does come with its own sets of problems and you've just got to be aware that they often kind of like you know they start getting very needy and very clingy and you've just got to kind of stop that behavior before it can escalate to something like separation anxiety or even guarding you if they start being clingy and they're nervy they can start guarding you as well so that's what i mean by you've got to look at what personality is this dog what what could problems this dog have or even turn into right especially being a rescue dog probably got a history um, the other spectrum of course is the really pushy excitable dogs which Again, people love them because they feel like that instant connection. Yes, I've got a friend, the dog's all over me, he loves me, he's jumping up. But this can present other problems in itself by being like the dog is just too boisterous, it's too manic or its energy might be too much. Again, it's not it's not impossible it's not impossible to fix, you know, just, just like guarding, we can get over it and things like that. That's absolutely fine. Um, but it's going to go through life in this way. So it might greet other dogs this way um, and then in which case it might start fights basically if it's going up to a dog with the same energy it's jumping all over you if it's going in kind of chest first head up head over the shoulders tail right up and all kind of like cocky and all guns blazing so to speak even if it's friendly that kind of behavior is going to start a fight um and you know knock people flying out of the out of the two personalities um as a dog behaviorist my point of view is that the more overconfident dogs are much easier to work with than the nervous ones. So just bear that in mind. Even though I prefer nervous ones, they definitely have more problem behaviours than the boisterous ones because the boisterous ones are confident, yeah? And it's the nervous ones that have problems with like things like aggression and guarding because they're naturally suspicious of everything. So they're kind of assuming things are going wrong even before they're not. So they're more likely to have things like dog aggression or people aggression um, or, or guarding issues because they're already nervy. So they're, they're just assuming something's going to go wrong and they have to get in there early, right? Whereas the confident ones, 
yeah, they, they might do the kind of wrong body language and, and be a bit rude. But once you've shown them the way, they, they just kind of forget about it. They're like, oh, okay, now I do this. And, and they're all confident and lovely with it. Um, whereas the nervous ones always fall back on that nervousness. It's like, oh, who is that? What is that? Can I trust them? Are you going to step in for me? Are you going to, you know, are you going to be a good leader? Or if I got to do this on my own, they're looking for like, like kind of that hand holding thing. Whereas the other dogs can do it on their own, but often sometimes too much, you know, and you want to kind of rein them in a bit. And then of course you get the one straight down the middle. Now these are absolutely great because they're not, they're not too nervous and they're not too boisterous, but they're just straight down the line. So these are dogs that kind of like, um, like kind of low excitement, um, but still happy to greet you, still happy to give you eye contact and this, that and the other. I'm not saying they won't have problems because they might do, but this is definitely the easiest type of personality to, to work with and, and, and adopt into your home really. So those are your kind of key points for just choosing your rescue dog there. And I want to do other podcasts on kind of like, like day one and, and how to have it into your home and, and, and things like that as well. So I do want to go through that as well. But this is really choosing choosing the dog for your family. Obviously, you know, make sure you've mentioned if you've got cats and small kids and that because you do want to make sure everybody else is safe before you bring in this new uh, um, element to the, the family group. But yeah don't don't just base everything on looks is um is what i'm saying oh and another point actually is um is fur type now you might not think it's such a big deal and and really it's not but it's more than aesthetics is what i'm trying to say so not just shedding either yeah you've got to be aware that some breeds um of dog like an akita they do shed massively and it's and it's pretty much all year round <laughs> there's not really a season for it it's just everywhere and you're you're your carpets will be white and that's that's just it you have to hoover every day um you do have to consider kind of shedding a bit but pretty much all dogs will shed a little bit anyway so it's not really that i i'm talking about i'm talking about kind of grooming levels really especially where nowadays everything seems to be crossed with a poodle yeah everything's a doodle um now poodle coats require a lot of care um and it's not a given just because you've got a poodle cross what kind of coat that will come out so it might just be a fairly simple one it doesn't matter kind of if it's first generation or, or second generation or it's crossed with a cocker spaniel or it's crossed with a you know a, a jack russell they're all going to have different coat types because they they haven't been bred over long enough periods of time the only one that has been bred over quite a long period of time are the Australian Labradoodles um, which are very different I've got an article on them on my site actually they're they're quite interesting they're not just um, Labradors and Poodles they've got five different breeds in there um, but you've got to kind of look at their coat type it's more the ringlets like how tight the ringlets are because if they've got quite tight curly ringlets then they need brushing at least once a day and even something the size of, you know, like a guinea pig, these these tiny like multi-poos and things, it can take 20 minutes a day. Really needs to be done um, after after walking and things like that. Because if you if you use like a harness or anything like that, it kind of gets matted under their armpits. Um, so you've got to kind of <coughs> look into the right brushes. It's not just a simple brush. You usually need at least two different types of brushes. And you've got to be keeping this up every single day yeah not just leaving it several months until the groomer gets there because this is when this is when you see those poor pictures of the of the dogs and some owner crying her eyes out because they've shaved all the dog and all the fluffy coat is gone this is because the groomer has found a mat yeah a mat close to the skin now 
because of the animal welfare rights and it's it's good they do this really they can't just excessively brush a mat it's just like if somebody's brushing a knot out of your hair yeah it hurts it does hurt so they can only do it for a limited period of time um and to be honest it's far kinder to the dog to just get a shaver and just shave it off and obviously it doesn't matter kind of where the mat is on the dog if you want an even coat if they've gone to skin level now they've got to shave the whole dog yeah so it's not necessarily like the dog's covered in mats it could just have one mat but if it's like under its belly or something you're probably going to end up with a, a completely you know pretty much bald dog by the time they've done that so make sure you are getting your right brushes and, and looking looking at the coat type especially like i said it's, it's about ringlets really obviously when they're wet it tends to knot as well but just just be aware of that can you dedicate that amount of time um you know so you've got a few things really you've got grooming you've got exercise that's kind of outdoors and you've got training so is there problem behaviors you're gonna to have to train that that's separate from exercise really training indoors um and kind of general enrichment but i can go through that that's that's quite simple enrichment but you've got to think of all these things most people think i'm going to get a dog and the only time it needs is just the walk in the park no it's not it needs training indoors it needs training outdoors it needs its exercise and if it's doodly you you know you're going to spend some time grooming it as well it's like a full-on it's a full-on thing basically but hopefully that's given you some more kind of clarity um on what you can look for and if you have any questions there's there's lots of ways you can contact me um, all on social media so yeah thanks for listening and good luck finding uh, your new best friend if you're interested um, in more videos or stuff that I do, I am on TikTok. I usually put my TikTok videos also on Facebook and Instagram. So just search Fawn Dog for those. And the main website is fawndog121dogtraining.co.uk. Thanks for listening, guys.